Hey everybody, welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today we're going to start a series on missing theological building blocks. What are things that we need to believe if we're going to flourish in this world of ours? According to my college degree, I am a math teacher, which is funny because I've literally only taught for two years before having babies, and I don't know that I'm actually going to go back to teaching math or not, but it helps me to understand this whole idea of theological building blocks because math requires building blocks. And if you watch a child growing up in school, if they miss some of those foundational building blocks of even just understanding numbers or easy addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, that kind of stuff can really screw them up as a mathematics student later in life because they are missing those foundational pieces. So as I was looking at this last year and all of the craziness that we've lived through and people's responses to the craziness, I was thinking, you know what? I think as believers, as a church, as people, we are missing some foundational theological building blocks. And I would love to hear from you guys what you think some of those building blocks might be. But I have a few in mind that I want to just kind of cover in the next few weeks. I'm excited about this because I really think that if we can understand these foundational theological truths, then we are going to be just more secure, more firm in our faith, and just not going to be as shakable and as easily afraid or easily confused or deceived in this world that we live in. Because, y'all, it's crazy out here. (laughs) It is not going to be getting better anytime soon. So we need this foundation. We need the solid, solid truth. So I want to talk today about brokenness. Because I feel like many of us struggle to understand that we live in this broken world. And so as a result, we're just like constantly fighting it and fighting against it and just fighting battles that don't even need to get fought. So how do we know that everything is broken? I think we know without even looking at the Bible. We don't even need to open the Bible first to know that everything's broken. Uh, It's broken because we're always trying to fix it. Even people who are not believers, people who do not share our same understanding of God, people who are just on different sides of theology, people who have just differing political views, we are all trying to fix the broken world. And everyone has ideas of what they think would fix it and their solutions to fixing it. But we are all about fixing the brokenness in this world because we know that it's here. It is evident that something is wrong and that there's just this stuff that's going on. It's not good. It's not right. It's not helpful. It's not. Yeah, it's just mess. It's broken. And I think it's so interesting to see that amongst humanity. Like, why do we have this strong desire to fix this brokenness? Why? How do we all know that it's broken? And why do we have this strong desire to fix it? Even if we don't agree on what those fixes are, we all agree that it needs to be fixed. Where did that come from? Well, I think it comes from the truth that I find in scripture. Because in the very beginning of the world, we see that God created it perfect and beautiful. And I think as humanity, all of us, the core of our hearts, we know that we are made for something more than this broken world. 
the longing for the state of perfection. Paul the Apostle says that even the creation itself is groaning and waiting for this day when everything will be made right again. It's like we have this innate understanding that things aren't right and we want more. Why are we always wanting more? Part of that's our sin nature, but I think part of it is just that we know that this isn't enough. It's not satisfying us. Like we were made for more than just the brokenness that we're left with right now. Creation to me is just this foundational part of my Christian faith. I, I have to believe in a literal creation from a God who made literal people in order for anything else to make sense. You take away that block of our building and things just start to fall apart. What do I mean? Well, I think it's vitally important to our understanding of the gospel to understand that we were intentionally made by God. People were not just an accident. They were not something that just happened. We were intentionally created by this amazing being who made the world. We are different than animals. We've been made in God's image. And I think that's super important to our understanding of ourselves as people, to our understanding of this world, that we were intentionally created different from animals, made in the very image of God. And I think it's really important to understand that death and the brokenness in this world is a result of the fall. It's a result of sin. And so for my understanding and my little historical Christian beliefs, I have to believe in a literal creation. Now, I'm not going to get into the nitpicky details of what that creation looked like. How long did it take? Uh, how long ago did it happen? All that kind of stuff. I think we can have opinions about that, but that's not something I'm going to stand up and die on that hill because we, we weren't there. People weren't there. And the Bible is an ancient book and the beginning of Genesis is written in a beautiful poetic style. So we don't really know all those nitty gritty details, but I do believe that we were intentionally made by God, that he spoke us into existence or the world into existence, that he fashioned us carefully, intentionally in his image. And I think that's super important. Now, just side notes about evolution. Uh, This is not a scientific podcast and I'm not a scientist, but I have some strong problems with the idea of macroevolution. And that's the idea that everything happened from something else. Like it all just evolved slowly over time, one thing into the next thing and the next thing. And I just I just have problems with that. Do I believe in microevolution? Absolutely. Evolution within a species, um, it's observable. It's right there. We can see that happen. Totally fine. Um, I just, I just don't see any good evidence of the macroevolution anywhere. And so I struggle with that one. Um, I do. People say, well, there's evidence of this big bang, Christy. And I'm like, yeah, there is. But I'm pretty sure if God said, let there be light and there was suddenly light, that would make a really big bang. Just, I mean, just scientifically, just kind of practically level, lightning makes a huge bang. Um, Light appearing out of nowhere is going to make a massive bang and you're going to see evidence of that. So, I mean, I don't know. The commonalities out there, they point to a creator, a common creator, in the same way that an artist has similar style. I think that we just have a similar creator. And I don't know. I just, I just, yeah, there's other things. There's other things that I'm just wondering about. I'm not going to be a diehard young earthist just because I, I don't think we need to stand on that hill and die there. I think there's more important things. But we have to believe in a literal creation and a literal fall because that is the only explanation for our longings, for our desires. We, we understand that it was made perfect. It was made beautiful. It's not there anymore. We don't have it. It's broken and we all know it. 
We all know it. Everything has been affected. Nature is broken. You have natural disasters, fires and hurricanes and tornadoes destroying things. You have animals attacking each other. You have just the problems with the environment that it just, it just breaks. We break it. It breaks by itself. It breaks itself. It's just, it's broken. People are broken. People are very broken. We can see the beauty in them. We can see the potential and the possibility, the image of God that's still there, but we are all screwed up. We are mangled. We've been corrupted by sin. And so there's this constant war between right and wrong and good and evil and the flesh and the spirit that goes on in our hearts. And I think it's really important for us to understand this because so many of us are trying to make this world work in a way that we feel like it should, which is great, but it's also not going to ever happen. And so I think when we look at things like this last year, we get so consumed with fear and worry, frustration, anger about things that aren't right. I think it is super helpful to be able to look back and realize, no, this is broken. And this is evidence of the fall. This is evidence that we were made for more. This is evidence of the Bible, that we need a savior, that we need help, that someone is going to restore it. We're longing for that restoration. It's not a time to fear or worry. It's a time to rest and realize that the God who started it all, he knows. He knows exactly what's going to happen and how it always happens. I love looking at the history of the Bible just to see so much of the same thing. I've said before that I've been in the Minor Prophets since, oh gosh, probably a year now. And it's just, it's the same thing over and over again. People are broken and they run away from God and God calls them back to himself. And we see that theme throughout scripture over and over and over again. The brokenness of the world, the brokenness of people, God moving in with restoration and healing and help. Eventually, Jesus coming to restore, to provide a way back to a relationship with God. Guys, it's going to be fixed someday because he's going to step in and he's going to fix it. He's going to restore it to how it's supposed to be. He's going to fix us. And that's going to be the end. And we are being sucked into a certain ending. I don't know exactly all the details of how it's going to go down, but I look at this world And I look at the brokenness and it feels overwhelming. And I realize, no, we are being sucked towards a certain ending. And we can't, we can't change that ending. God already knows how it ends. Jesus wins. He restores the earth and we get to live with him forever in heaven. And it's going to be amazing. And so we have to sit in this place of tension because we're never going to change the world. I would have hated myself. Back when I was in my 20s, if I had heard myself say that, because I was going to change the world, gosh darn it, I was going to change the world. Then you get into your 30s and you realize you can't even change yourself, let alone the world. We're not going to change the world. Now, that's not to say that we shouldn't try. We shouldn't be working for justice and peace and doing the right thing and sharing the gospel with people. But at the same time, we have to sit there in that place of tension. On one hand, we recognize that we long for more. We long for restoration. We long to see this world fixed. But equally tension is that this world is broken and we can't fix it. There's only one who can fix it. 
And his name is Jesus. And he's going to come as a king. And he's going to fix it. He's going to reign. And it's going to be okay. But what does that look like for us as we sit here in this broken world? I think for me, it just brings a certain element of rest to recognize that, yeah, it's broken. And I shouldn't be surprised when things happen that are just broken and sad and hard. At the same time, knowing that those longings in my heart for more and for restoration and for beauty and peace, those are because I was made for more. And those longings will one day be fulfilled as Jesus restores everything. So what does that do to sit there in this place of tension, understanding the brokenness of the world? I think it helps us stop striving helps us to stop trying to make things happen by ourselves. I think it releases fear and worry, our desire for control, as we recognize that we can't and he can. I think it honestly brings me just security in understanding that this Bible that God gave us is true. Look at the evidence for it. Look at the evidence just even in the beginning that, yeah, yeah. I resonate with the fact that God made this beautiful and, and we broke it. And now I long for perfection because that's who I am. I'm made in the image of God. I love that. Is it easy? No. And we still get to live here in this broken world, in this place of tension. And it's hard. It's hard. But I think that knowing that and being okay with those difficult emotions and those difficult paradoxes and mysteries is where we have to be if we're going to be healthy. If we're going to really understand what it means to have a relationship with God, it's not always going to be perfect and we're not always going to get the results that we want. And yet we can still live here knowing that he's got it, that he loves us, that he's in control. I really would love to hear from you guys. Feel free to email me at christylynwood at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, christylynwood.com. Just reach out on my social media accounts if you want to. I'm super curious to see what you guys think about this. Are you able to just hold those tension places of longing for perfection and being okay with the brokenness that we live in? Like, what does that look like for you? How does that make you feel? What are some ways that you're seeing yourself growing in these areas? And what other topics would you like to hear about? What are the things do you think are these building blocks that we need to be able to hold on to? Now you're going to notice that I didn't stick a bunch of verses in here for you guys. I don't, I don't think we need to go to proof texts. I think we need to look at overarching themes of scripture. And so when I look at the whole Bible, which is once again, super important to be getting in the word, reading it for ourselves. I cannot stress that enough. Become familiar with the Bible, read the Bible, because then you will see these overarching themes and you see that theme of brokenness and restoration through the entire scripture from Genesis to Revelation. You see it through stories, through history, through prophecies, through the Psalms, through Jesus coming. We see that brokenness restoration theme throughout the entire Bible. And so I would just encourage you guys, get in the word, find out who he is. Don't give up searching. You'd be surprised at how many things you thought you knew about God that are not actually in the Bible when you get in there for yourselves. It's shocking. It's shocking. Ah, all right. Love hanging out with you guys and we will talk to you next week. So until then, keep searching.
If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.